podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast. Big news this week. I'm back. Hooray. I'm back from the US um, and uh, and I'm saving Ross and Jack from having to do everything on their own. They've done uh, admirably in my absence and um, uh, we're also joined today by Dan Weston who himself is back from uh, the US. So uh, first of all, how are you Dan and, and thanks for, for coming and joining us and good to see you again. Yeah, yeah. Delighted to be back on. It's been a while boys. Uh, yeah, been uh been very well here and uh, enjoyed a bit of off-season time off uh, in, in, from the county county grind, so to speak. So, uh, we all, yeah. we, we all holiday together. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, oh, oh, I, w- I would have loved to spend two weeks in Max's company, but unfortunately, <laughs> I was not able to do so. Maybe next year. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and Ross, hello. Uh, hello. How, how are you? It's been, how, yeah, I haven't, haven't seen you for... For ages, I'm keeping the ball going almost single handedly. Uh, yeah. I'm there every time it is in desperate need. Um, and we've been, yeah, been treated to a um, a wonderful world cup, which is almost it's, it's in jeopardy a little bit. Like the, mm. the, the, the wonder throughout the group stage and down to the super 12, the weather is starting to take its toll. Um, but this weekend, there was some really good cricket played and some really bad cricket. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, getting into it with, with both of you. There was, and most importantly, we got all the games. I mean, I, <laughs> what we, we got the games, hooray! Um, we'll get into those, but before we do, Ross, uh, as usual, messages for for the listeners. Yes, um, we have a Twitter and an Instagram account. Uh, if you go onto there and follow us at the Cricket Pod, um, we'd be most grateful. We've now gone over three thousand six hundred followers, so we're almost as popular as Dan Weston, not quite as popular, um, but fortunately he's on here, so we'll uh, make sure we take advantage of his followership. Um, and then we've also got Patreon, if you go to patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod, our Discord channel has grown and grown and grown, um, our Patreon members have gone up, so it's only $4 a month, um, or £4 a month, whatever it might be, um, and yeah, there's actually some wonderful cricket chat on there, um, and we've got some questions um, on there as well, so uh, we've got some exclusive shows coming up um, on that front where actually our Patreon members are joining us on the show, so if that feels like something you want to do, um, then come and get involved. Uh, Max, let's start uh, in the only logical place we can start when we've got the majority of our fans as India um, fans. Um, let's start with the game yesterday, um, New Zealand <laughs> versus Sri Lanka, shall we? Yes, absolutely. So... Um... <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, New Zealand, Sri Lanka. We, Sri Lanka, uh, interesting, haven't they? They've they've been an interesting side. They started off by uh, losing to Namibia uh, and then sort of started playing some cricket. It's almost as if Ross, not playing any T Twenty cricket between the Asia Cup and the World Cup, isn't the great way <laughs> to prepare for an international tournament. But hey, uh, hey ho, um, New Zealand batted first and were quickly under some pressure with uh, a wicket each for uh, Dananjaya, Thikshana, and Rajita leaving. New Zealand somewhat in the mire, but uh, Sri Lanka, well, they went a bit Sri Lankan, didn't they? And um, conspired to uh, allow Glenn Phillips to score 104 of 64. Not to take anything away from him, because it was a fantastic innings, but um, he he had a few lives, and <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Uh, and that meant that New Zealand posted a pretty competitive score of 167 for seven, which um, I think, uh, well, from the tournament so far, was at the upper end of what we've been seeing. And um, the well, the, you mentioned the Discord. The chat in the Discord at this point was that Sri Lanka pretty much had no chance uh, at that point. And uh, they were very right because Trent bowled, bowled the ball somewhere around the stumps and Sri Lanka decided to either hit it onto their own stumps or hit it to a fielder or edge it to the keeper. And um, it was, well, a bit of a, a bit of a meek effort from, from then. It was embarrassing. In the end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was embarrassing. And I think we need to start this off. I tweeted earlier, a big, um, a big almost, uh, what's that, a confession, I suppose, is that I will forever write off New Zealand. Forever. Mm. Like, there's, there's, there's no bit around me that, that goes into any World Cup and I'm thinking, yep, New Zealand are the ones that are going to do this. And I write them off at my own peril. Um, Dan, this lineup of New Zealand, it, it doesn't feel to me like it is a T20 powerhouse team. Like I don't, I don't look down this list and see T Twenty powerhouse players. But am I missing something? 
No, I don't think you are. That's the funny thing. And uh, before the World Cup started, I thought the New Zealand were, you know, maybe if 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 all the stars aligned, they might be able to get to the final. But it would be a, a real unlikely event. And I don't see this New Zealand team being full of players that I particularly fear. Um, obviously, we've seen Phillips's quality in this particular match, although he should have been out for about five when uh, when Nasanka dropped an absolute dolly off him. Uh, and uh, looking at the boundaries as well in this match, there's a couple of couple of points to note. Glenn Phillips with 14 boundaries outscored Sri Lanka 13 boundaries. <laughs> and of the 56 balls faced by New Zealand who weren't faced by Glenn Phillips, they scored three boundaries from it. Nice. So at the, at the moment, I think like you know you saw saw Phillips here, saw Conway in the previous match. Finn Allen to some degree, and you look at look at it and think if if those three guys don't fire, they're in big trouble. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because because he, he like came that's very much out of touch. Uh, Daryl Mitchell, uh, I don't particularly rate that highly. Um, Nisham is probably one position too high, particularly when you're losing too many wickets and he's a little bit more vulnerable against spin early or in his innings. Mm-hmm. And a long tail, so. They've got some strengths though. That's some good fast bowlers, that's for sure. No doubt about that. Probably what probably one of the better pace bowling attacks in the comp. But but they're just they are what they are. Solid. Um, with the with the way things have been going and the weather and some of the pitches and what we've seen, you know, we'll come on to it today, but like sort of opening spells from people like Arshdeep today. Mm. Are New Zealand actually with that set up perhaps more in with a shout than they well should be in I guess more traditional T20 yeah. conditions with those bowlers, and I mean, yeah, we've seen quite a lot of uh, joy basically from from good bowling units so far. Yeah, so. yeah, Bol- Bolton Southie, this or yeah, new ball pair if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, and again, it's really interesting right, on, on that front because um, New Zealand uh, they couldn't have started off any worse, right? Sri Lanka they were uh, the New Zealand won the toss, they chose to bat. Sri Lanka had them 15 for three after four overs. Like they're well in the game there. And Dan, as you, as you said, Glenn Phillips was then in. He was dropped on soddle runs by Nasanka, which was a sitter. Like as sitters go, this was almost top of the sitters. Yeah. Um, this was babysitter. That's what this one was. <laughs> um, and like he had a terrible day, Nasanka, really, really bad. And then if you flip that on it on its head to um, yeah, Sri Lanka's innings, they were eight for four. Like Southie and Bolt are good. Like there's no doubt about that. They are they're a good opening pair. But Jesus, the the batting was atrocious. It was very uh, much hold my beer, wasn't it? It, it was. It was. It was. I, I, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. It was. If there was going to be an inquiry into which game was subject to match fixing, this would be the one for me that I would immediately go to as the priority in this game because there was the the, the bat. They were just giving their wickets away. There was no foot movement. They weren't looking at the ball. Um, they weren't even trying to hit runs. And I was watching it. I was sitting there just like, you had the opportunity here to put nails in the New Zealand coffin and pretty much really put yourself in with a really good chance at semifinals. They just threw it away. And I, I, it was embarrassing. It can happen though, can't it? When you think about the position they were in and uh, and then how it got away from them. Head scrambled. You, you, look, at their, you look at their batting lineup. Apart from Rajapaksa, who would even come remotely close to a decent franchise league mm-hmm. getting picked up, nobody, and there and therein lies the problem. Yeah, like, I reckon if they had Sangakara playing now and Dilshan playing now, like get them stop stop them playing in the Masters League, get them back into the get them back into the um, national team. Is what I say. I mean, uh, Sarah Pereira and his Udana playing in the Masters League as well. Not not very unfair. England <laughs> got a load of 50 year olds. Sri Lanka got these two guns. Yeah, this, this guy was playing Test cricket last year. Um, <laughs> uh, but it is interesting, right? So that Sri Lanka team, it has been depleted with injuries. Um, and it's a little bit that there are the backup players are clearly not quite up to it um, and uh, hopefully our Sri Lankan listeners will kind of comment and say Do you know what I'm on board with what Ross is saying yeah I might have been a bit too harsh but genuinely it was yeah, it was poor um, New Zealand were again just clinical and it's it's one of those things they just have this game plan it works they're going to rinse and repeat rinse and repeat and when you come up against a team who makes as many mistakes as Sri Lanka does it's going to work out quite nicely for you um, 
Max, Jack and I, uh, and some people in the Discord chat, have had a bit of a disagreement, Dan. And I'm okay. hoping that you can help out. Um, Hasaranga. I'm hoping you're on the side of reason. Hasaranga. I think the guy is a bit of a fraud and he should not be told, he should not be labelled as an all-rounder in this format. Um, whereas Jack and Max think he's a really valuable number seven. My view is that he's probably a number nine or number ten in... Oh, you've upgraded in that from number 11, which is what you yeah. said the other day. I, I, on, on Twitter, I said he was a genuine number 10. If I'm, yeah. if so I'm we're saying. creeping up then, number so, nine now. I think, well, we're looking at the Sri Lanka line, I think probably good enough to open. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dan, where, where does he come down? As a, as a T20 player, like spin bowling, we know he's we know he's talented. But when it comes to the all-rounder tag that his PR team has kind of come up with for him, by the sounds of it, um, and I'm going in strong here, Max. I must admit. Um, yeah. Where where do you where, where do you come down on this? Um, as the my, voice of reason, my uh, take on it would be rather rather like a lot of things in life. It's in the middle somewhere. <laughs> it um, depends. Yeah, no, I'm not. Someone knock that fence down. <laughs> Those splinters in your ass are right, Dan. <laughs> if you think he's a, if you think he's a nine or ten, and Max and Jack think he's a seven. I actually think he's an eight. <laughs> um, he's just, the ball's put a swift account's not high enough to be a seven, and his boundary hitting is very, very four-oriented. So not really a six-hitter either. So for me, an eight. Uh, mm-hmm. He has the intent, but perhaps not the power. Very good fielder. Nice bloke as well. I was chatting to him a few times in the T10. Mm-hmm. He ended up on our team bus at one point by mistake. And I, I was like, oi lads, we've got a new signing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no um, I think it's probably about eight. Okay, fine, fine. So yeah, because in, like, in like other formats, he, he can clearly hold a bat and he's, he's going to be yeah. quite useful. I just think, I've just, I can't remember, other than the Asia Cup final, ever seeing him hit any runs or being a danger. He kind of just looks like a walking wicket to me. And I just, you know, I love guess a theory. it's difficult in love this theory. team though, isn't it? Back well, number seven. Also at RCB, he's done solid for them as well. Right. Well, yeah, that's he, true. He came equal fifth in the run scorers for this match with four. Behind Shankar's <laughs> 35, Raj Pats 34, the stunning eight of 21 from Rajitha and six extras. Well, there, there, we, there we go. There we go. Um, anyway, Sri Lanka, definitely second best um, in this game. New Zealand um, secure another couple of points um, and look well set to top the group um, in that in that, um, in that that group. Um but we, for some reason, there was only one game on the Saturday. Um, so we're going to have three to talk about um, for the Sunday fixtures. Well, that's not weird. Yeah, huh? yeah, it is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, I found so, it. So a uh, bit annoying because like, on a Saturday, you want to watch, sit and watch some cricket, don't yeah. you? Maybe there was uh, something more interesting going on in Australia. Who knows? Yeah, maybe like, like the nice weather and the other parts of it where the games are not being hosted. <laughs> um, so we got Bangladesh. I don't know. So we got Bangladesh next. Um, and... Uh, they squeaked past Zimbabwe by three runs. And Max, I don't know if you've got a summary for this one uh, lined up. Um, uh, not not written down. Fine, I can do, so, I can do this, it in my head. But no, this this was this was very much a like almost like a classic shootout between two people, who, two teams that are okay at cricket. They're not very good at cricket, if you know what mm. I mean. There was there was like an individual performance with a guy hitting his first T Twenty uh, half century in Shanto. Um, everyone else not really good enough to do it, but there were some good moments of magic. Um, Zimbabwe kind of came out. Obviously, Sean Williams uh, keeping things together um, like he is typically made a. Once. Once again, of. using their seven bowlers from their team of all-rounders. It, it, exactly. Raza, for the first time uh, in ages, did not manage to perform. Um, and there was an unbelievably good run-out, which turned the tide just as the momentum was going into Sri Lanka's, uh, into uh, it was Zimbabwe's hands. And then the final over, Bangladesh almost did the biggest bottle job of the tournament, which would be saying something, um, as yeah, everything seemed went wrong. There was a six there was then a stumping and it was a no ball because the keeper took the ball in front of the stumps. Which I've Max... never seen that before in, yeah. in professional cricket. No? Never seen that happen. And then, and then the guy missed out. The guy tried to the guy tried to hit the next ball to the moon. Like it wasn't even, he didn't even try to hit it like a boundary. He tried to hit to the moon and yeah, missed it obviously. Um, and Bangladesh secured a, a, yeah, a very, very tight win. Um, Dan, I'm going to come to you first. Are there any players on either of this side who have really impressed you in this tournament that you think are, are going to be on the franchise circuit next or this well, remainder of this year, the next year, with uh, with with some hope that they'll be picked up? 
not that I was wasn't already aware of. Um, so I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't going to get into whether you're aware of it. You're aware of everyone. You 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 know whether you know. whether the layman is aware of them. Well, obviously you got like Mustafa Zerf for Bangladesh. I think most people are aware of. And, yeah. And, uh, uh, for the Zimbabwe, blessing with Zabani's done done well in a couple of PSLs and, and stuff like that, and he's done well in his competition. So, yeah, there's there, there's a couple of players like that, but I'm I'm not really on the Sikanda Sikanda Raza bandwagon. No, uh, as, as as perhaps perhaps I should call it from the amount of Twitter love he's been getting. Um, I mean, well, he's he, 36. He's a solid player, obviously veteran years, off spinner that which I, I don't really value that much in terms of skill set, and unless they're very good batter. Um, and uh, I, I've looked at his numbers, and uh, let's just say that, like a lot of associate players, that it's flattered by playing by playing a position of of not that higher quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, it's um, it's perhaps difficult to justify him going for five five plus crore in the next IPL or a few people tipping up on Twitter. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do yeah. like that he's modelled his action on Sonal Narine. Like if, we, Jack and I were talking about it in the last podcast. If there's someone to imitate, like Sonal Narine's not a bad one to imitate. Only yeah. with the bowling, obviously. Less so with the fielding. Yeah. He doesn't do any fielding. <laughs> like, like, not, if there was, you know, the, do you remember Brian Lara cricket, those games, and you'd have yeah. those ratings around fielding, batting, bowling? Narines would be zero on that. Uh, oh, no, maybe one if the ball was hit directly to him. And he's got the biggest, mostly circle if he's going to catch it. Um, so, so, Dan, a bit of a dose of reality, very much welcomed, I think. Um, Max, when it comes to Bangladesh, like they almost bottled it here, but they've, mm. they've, they've now got, they've now got, They've now won two games. Uh, what we think? Are we thinking that Bangladesh could get through? Um, it's a horrible in, in, thought, in this, isn't it? In this group, it's an absolutely disgusting concept to to imagine that this Bangladesh side could make it through. I mean, they're not they they won't, will they? Let's face it. They've got to play. Uh, well, it's South Africa and India in the box seat. Um, it's in their hands, and Bangladesh have got to play. Uh, is it Pakistan? They got to they got to play. Yeah, they were Bangladesh. We've got India and Pakistan. To play. Yeah. So, I mean, you would be surprised if they win those, even with Pakistan in the in the current form they're in. So, um, uh, it seems unlikely, but you know they've given themselves as good as as good a chance as they as they can. Uh, yeah. I suppose it's. Um, but I think they've played a team that's about their level, didn't they? In Zimbabwe, it was a tight game, and I think that's yeah. probably in T Twenty cricket about where they sit at the moment. They've got. <laughs> Very little with the bat, as we've said countless times, in terms of people who can strike over even 120 in general. I mean, their bowling's not bad. When you look at the likes of uh, uh, the Fizz and Shakib and, and Taskin Ahmed, who bowls with decent pace, so he, you know, goes a bit wayward from time to time, but he can be dangerous. They've got something there, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, re- I really don't rate them particularly no. uh, at all. And um, uh, oh, yeah. I was told the other day uh, some crazy stat. I can't remember exactly what the stat was, but it was like it was Bangladesh's record against the teams who automatically qualified for the World Cup in T Twenty in in recent years and or this year, or the last twelve months, or whatever it was. Apart from the 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 debacle against Australia, where Australia just couldn't play on them pitches, uh, and I, th- I can't remember if it's an away stat or, or whatever it was, but it, their their record was absolutely horrendous, and like pretty much all their wins are coming against you know the Zimbabwe's of this world and the Netherlands of this world and, and teams like that rather than actually being anyone good. So I don't know what I'd do as a forfeit, but if if if, if Bangladesh won this tournament, I would be prepared to. To uh, to adopt a considerable forfeit, <laughs> have uh, a think. That can be that can be a, a prize I've, for. I've already got it. I've already got have it. You? You, oh, okay. yeah. What did, what did you Dan, sunrises cap. So, so Dan, Dan, to, to people, people can't see. You've got a couple of tattoos, haven't you? Yeah, I reckon you get a tiger tattoo. A tiger. I reckon the Bangladesh tigers. You know, nice. like, I, yeah. I, I, I think it's you have to. Well, I, think, uh, I reckon you'd suit a tiger as well. Not like not like. Fullback no, tiger. Full tiger. I, I was I was not going to go that far, and I wasn't going to suggest you get a tiger on your face like old um, uh, what's it, Mike Tyson, but a little tiger, a little little purry tiger. <laughs> if 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 the lovable Patreons want to get, <laughs> to contribute, it might be quite funny. We, well, I'll tell you what: if Bangladesh win this, we will pay for Dan to get a tiger tattooed on him. There we go. <laughs> 
sounds fair. It, was, it sounds completely fair. Whether um, it's pulled back or not is another matter entirely. Yeah, exactly. Now the patrons know where their money goes. <laughs> back into the podcast. Always back into the podcast. Um, so there we are. I don't think there's much more to say about that. It was a bit disappointing that Zimbabwe lost, if I'm perfectly honest, because they are kind of they're the hipsters' team in the tournament, aren't they? Yeah. Every, every every tournament has one, and everyone kind of starts to back them. And Zimbabwe um, were them this time. Um, that hey, I, brought... think, I think I got my preview on Zimbabwe pretty pretty well. I said Sikander Raz would be their star player. I said that they'd get through and that they would probably cause an upset in the in the Super Twelves. Quite happy mm. with that. It's, it's, it's amazing. Is um, what was it? How many? How oh, I'm not going to go down this route. I think you did a great job, Max. Um, <laughs> when it comes to Pakistan, um, they managed to beat the Netherlands quite easily. It was again no real surprise. It was other than they didn't do it quicker, really. Um, and Netherlands, Netherlands were having a good time. Um, Netherlands were taking a couple of wickets. They looked like they were enjoying themselves, but the game was never really in doubt. And they managed to win the toss. I think it was the first time the Netherlands were batting first in this tournament. Um, and they just didn't do themselves justice, I don't think. Um, and, and Dan, we've been talking about Netherlands on the show and, and trying to trying to piece together like how their batting lineup is supposed to work and like what 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 is their actual approach? Because like, if Max O'Dowd doesn't kind of anchor things. Um, it doesn't seem to really work out in their favour that often. Um, and the likes of, say, Colin Ackerman, like, they can have a good innings every now and again, but they're not someone that you can consistently rely on to be your number four um, in T20 cricket. I, don't no, I disagree with that. I think Ackers is by, quite, by far actually their best batter. Really? Okay, brilliant. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not, and not even close. So, okay. Um, uh, and it's interesting that the 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 batter who has the most exposure to higher level tournaments in in Ackerman mm. top score by a mile okay <laughs> they're the better opposition today and and I think that that's where we're gonna, where we can head a little bit with this kind of Netherlands discussion a little bit is that yeah. is that you know I mean I'm a bit older than you boys but it, when I was started to really get into football I suppose I was seven or eight or nine England used to go and like beat Turkey like eight nil right. And then Turkey, because they played like qualifiers every couple of years to get in World Cups and Euros and stuff, they got better because they just kept on playing and playing and playing against better teams. And eventually they developed players and think, you know, whatever, more money got involved with the, mm-hmm. with the, uh, the investment or whatever. And, and it, <laughs> they got better. And then 20 years after that, Turkey were beating England or drawing with England or... Mr. Rekbear was taking out Kieran Dyer in the middle of the field. Yeah, exactly. And and, and you compare this to, say, Netherlands in cricket and and you think, okay, well, we know that their batting is, let's not put too fine a point on it, crap. Um, I mean, like, it's... I I remember in the last World Cup we talked about it, I said I'd fear for their batting, honestly. It's horrendous. Um, But... How are they supposed to get better unless they play people like mm. on a regular basis? You know, mm-hmm. like they, they, they should. There should be for the World Cup. There should be qualifiers, and there should be every team should have to qualify just like in football. You know, England should have to play Netherlands in a qualifier for the World Cup. We'd and, lose. We wouldn't get there. Well, there you go. But that's that's fine. That's fine. That's a bit of jeopardy involved. Everyone likes a bit of jeopardy apart from people. It would be like are, Italy yeah. for this. Everyone this likes a bit of jeopardy apart from England, India, and Australia. Well, that's that's it. So so I, 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 for me, I mean, it, it wasn't a surprise really what happened. But mm. I want to I want to see a situation where in in ten or twenty years time, the Netherlands can compete against Pakistan and actually have a chance of of putting off a decent result and and. Mm. And, and it made me a little bit miserable, to be honest with you, that 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 there was such a golfing quality between the two teams. And I'll tell you what also made me miserable was Pakistan's chase, because <laughs> taking well, just, just Babarazm, just in general. I've actually got Pakistan's chase written as a note here and an unhappy face. <laughs> Eighty-three balls to chase down ninety-one when. You know that net run rate is like very, a very important issue. Yeah, it's like you've been handed an opportunity on a silver platter. Here. Chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like an open goal, and if you score in the center of the goal, you score three. <laughs> like, like, and no, 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 we'll just try and find the corner after we pass it around between us for 10 minutes first. <laughs> but I, I, in, T, in T10, right? Yeah, I admit the, the boundaries that Zayed and Abu Dhabi are a little bit, little bit in compared to uh. 
to what would have been the case today. Mm. With the, there's also a high quality of bowler in in a T10 on average compared to the Netherlands lineup as well. So we can kind of maybe say that the teams balance each other out. In T10, like a 90 chase is like 100% you're going to chase that. You have to be absolute idiots not to chase that. Uh, and like 130 is par batting first. All right. A big chasing bias. Anyway, so like, is it really like that much to ask for Netherlands to have not that often eight or nine overs? I don't think for Pakistan to have not that often eight or nine overs. Of course it's not. Just mm-hmm. go for it. Just go for it. You're back quite deep. What's the problem? And, and, and I think it's a, it's a huge confidence thing at the moment. Like you've seen in this World Cup, Dan, like Pakistan have like they've they've been on the receiving end of like horrendous situations. Mm. Like they must they they if self confidence was a thing, and this was this was Pakistan's dating life, they've never been at a lower ebb um, for 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 a considerable amount of time. They've they've stopped uh, they've stopped using Tinder for three weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what they've done. They've they've de- they've deleted the apps. Then they they've said I'm not going to ever go on another date again. That's how that's how bad their self esteem is right now. Um, and maybe they just needed a confidence boost against the Netherlands. But it was, as you say, a real big missed opportunity here. And I think yeah. there's a lot of that actually has been throughout this World Cup. And I think the, the this World Cup has been one mix, a bit of chaos, and there's been upsets, etc. But then there's also been teams who, we have personally talked about it on this show before, right? That T20 international teams are not doing what they need to be doing. At, just They're not doing brilliant basics. They are, they are literally missing out on doing really simple things that are actually costing them in big tournaments. Look at England. England's tournament is is, is hanging by a thread because of the weather. Like well, no, should, because like, they lost to Ireland. No, no, but what I mean, but what I mean is that it is completely self-inflicted that they yeah. are now in a position where yeah. they are beholden to the weather. Like that should not be the case. And yet, yet here they are. Pakistan, like they made some bad decisions. They got they got co-lead, sure. Um, but that's life. Um, but they could have done something a little bit different. They got co-lead. They also co-lead themselves. They also had a choice of picking Azam Khan and decided that if Tukarama was better than him. Yeah, well, as as Am Khan, he's he's not going to pass the fitness test, and that's really important for Pakistan, isn't it? Just like um, just like Hetmeyer isn't going to isn't going to get on the plane for West it's, Indies. It's so. quite funny how these teams prioritise fitness tests, but they they don't prioritise ability tests. It seems. Uh, yeah, I mean, if there was going to be a soundbite to this show, that is a perfect way to sum up T20 international cricket. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, again, a lack of jeopardy, a lack of consequence when you do pick the wrong players because you just go out of the tournament and do things really change? Like, yeah, well, just start rebuilding again. Yeah. 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 So, question for you, Ross. Right. Who hmm. would you least like to have in your batting lineup at the moment for a T20 game? Babarazan or Kane Williamson? I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to stick to my guns, Kane Williamson. I like the fact that he's playing T20 cricket at the moment is just baffling. I don't, I don't mind Baba in T20 cricket because Pakistan have a way of playing and they are really clear on this is our game plan. Kane Williamson just comes in like he's batting for a laugh. He's playing exhibition T20 cricket. <laughs> and I'm sitting there just like, why is this dude around? Like, clearly, he must be an unbelievably nice dude, for one. He's clearly a really talented batter. Big just fan un- of meat and produce. Big fan of meat and produce. But just, he's just not a T20 player anymore. And that, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I'm not, he's not going to move anytime soon, is he? So yeah, we'll see. Um, so Pakistan, ease past the Netherlands. Uh, Max, do you reckon they've got any chance of... Getting through, or is uh, is it all she wrote? No, they're stuffed. They're stuffed. Yeah, fair enough. All right. <laughs> uh, well, should, should we go on to the meat and produce of the show? Max, yeah, do, do you want to give us a, the match summary or the max summary that we've been missing because you've been gallivanting in Vegas yeah. um, for India versus South Africa? Absolutely. So um, India won the toss and uh, apparently chose to bat because they felt like it. And uh, it wasn't a very good, very good move because uh, the, the good move of the game was to bring in Lungi and Gidi, who promptly took four wickets for South Africa. And basically what happened is Sky is better than everyone else and he batted well. Everyone else was crap. And uh, India scored 133 and it was looking pretty sad. But step up Arshdeep Singh, who swung the ball both ways in the power play got the uh, key wickets of Quinn of the Cock and Riley Russo and South Africa at the halfway stage were very much struggling, but they fortunately had one extra player to, uh, to score a 50 compared to India and uh, Killer Miller finished it off in, um, in a bit of style in the end after uh, Ashwin was given the, the 18th over pumped for two sixes. And, um, and suddenly it went from being very tight to, uh, 
uh, a fairly comfortable win in the end. Uh, although they, they did do their best to, <laughs> to to make it interesting. But South Africa made it home, put themselves top of the group and very much in the driving seat. And, and in the process, pretty much put Pakistan out because if India and South Africa win their games, Pakistan have got no chance. So um, a, a bit, yeah, a bit of a... Bit of an interesting one, another low scorer, Ross. Mm. How do you, what do you like? Do you like those low, low scoring sort of games? I mean, because you know, T Twenty is about the hit, the hit and giggle, supposedly of smacking over the over the fence. But today we we saw the other side of things, and it still resulted in a very close finish and a lot of tension. I mean, where do you stand? Um, well, there's been there has been, a, been a quite a lot of tension, I think, in these low scoring games. And sometimes you do have tiny boundaries, and you see 230 plays 230, and it is a really good, fun game. Um, but there is always place for stuff like this. And I think you saw in the ODI World Cup, like some of the 250 games played 250, some of the best games of cricket you're going to actually see in that format. Um, I, want, I kind of turn it around to Dan actually and say the the size of the pitches that we are playing in. Mm. Um, and Jack and I were talking on Friday around, actually, does that start to benefit the anchors in the team who can occupy who occupy the crease more um, and actually sit and actually build their game around their ones, twos, threes and some of the boundaries? Actually, are they a more valuable asset at this point in time, at this World Cup, than actually some of the bigger hitters because the ground is just too too just too big? Um, it was a, a theory we came up with. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying. I mean, we've well, I've watched a lot of Big Bash, and, and and the pitches are really no different to to how they might be in the Big Bash, really, in terms of the ground dimensions. A lot of them have got big boundaries. Big Bash is one of the lowest scoring T20 leagues. In fact, I think it's got one of the lowest boundary percentages across all of the major T20 leagues. Mm. Uh, um, the, the anchor innings, now I want to say no to this because... I've just got no time for it, really. Anyway, yeah, we're we're in ten merchants, aren't we? We're all we're all yeah. in ten merchants. Yeah, yeah, um, but but I think I wouldn't say that it's the like the best approach, but I would say that some players who have played the anchorings have got away with it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget, like you look at Aaron Finch's horror knock the other day. Well, yeah, he was bailed out by Marcus Stoinis. If Marcus Stoinis didn't do that, mm-hmm. then Australia have done. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so it's all well saying, oh, well, he anchored the innings and it wasn't bad, but like, no, actually, actually, you know, that, that could have easily had consequences. I mean, for yeah. me, to, to, to anchor the innings properly, you still have to score at like 120, 130, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> Not at 60 or 70, <laughs> like that. <I> mean. <laughs> and, and also, the other thing I was going to say as well is that, I mean, Suyukumi had a batted amidst a, a disastrous innings of, of, of India. Now, he scored nine out of their 14 boundaries on his own. And he struck at 170 in 40 balls when wickets are falling le- around him left, right and centre. Now, for me, that that innings is one of, one of the best innings that I've seen in a T20 match because without that, I think India would have got about 80. <laughs> like, like if you're looking at like what people talk about weighted averages and stuff like that, I mean, mm-hmm. like his one, his sixty eight is worth like a hundred and twenty in that in that <laughs> on a road, you know, like you know, in a, in a two hundred ten versus two hundred and ten match, he's mm-hmm. his sixty eight is worth one hundred and twenty. It was that good, and for him to do that uh, when you know. No, no one else struck over one ten apart from Archdeep's two off one ball <laughs> <laughs> in the in the whole of the Indian innings. It really, it really did show how much of a class above he is right now. And again, if you are a good player, you can have a positive approach and still works in Australia. Absolutely, and on here playing at Perth, um, we thought that both seam lineups actually were going to cause the batting side actually a bit of problem because, mm. you know, and it kind of it seemed to be true. Um, and Gidi loves playing against India, um, and he's one of those he's one of those confusing players that I think he's good, and then sometimes I think he's bad. Mm. I, I like he doesn't seem to be like that consistent package, but I like watching him play. Um, and he he ripped through the top order here. Um, and it was interesting to see India's change up. So obviously they took out Akshar Patel here for Deepak Huda. Mm. Um, and I'm guessing that was because they watched Riley Russo destroy Bangladesh's slow left armors. 
and they've obviously got Quinton de Kock, who was in a bit of a bit of fall there. Uh, Max, people on Twitter were blaming Deepak Huda for being in this lineup um, and saying that he yeah. was one of the reasons that they lost this game. That's just not true, is it? Uh, it's it's not, is it? Because uh, <laughs> it wasn't his fault. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few of them that you can blame, but you know, I'd sympathise with the the well, the underlying ang- anger, which is right, maybe shouldn't have dropped uh, Akshar Patel. Um, I, I guess there was also a, a left-hander slant to it. They've as got, well. But they've got Ashwin, right? They've got Ashwin. I, I, that selection for me didn't didn't, no, didn't, didn't I mean, make didn't, a load of sense. It didn't make sense. The other thing that I really didn't... I mean, Deepak Huda didn't bowl, obviously, because you have Ravi Ashwin as a, an off-spinner, and as it happened, he got some tap. And I, I really don't like having uh, a T20 side where you have five bowlers and the only option is five bowlers because it's so easy for one thing to go wrong and then you've got nowhere to hide. They have to bowl four overs and it can cost you a game. And they were, anyway, they were trying to defend 133. So not, yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, the, that's not yeah, where it went wrong. Yeah, that's, yeah, not, the, that's not the problem, is it? The problem was obviously not setting enough of a target, but it was tight in the end. And mm. having Akshar in that lineup, might have given them a little bit of wriggle room in which they might have been able to end up um, holding South Africa off after the the start that that they had with the ball, India. So, you know, I, I think I, I definitely sympathise, and um, it, you know, it's, it's not Deepak Huda's fault, but um, <laughs> I, I, I do feel they they back themselves into a little bit of a, a corner, India, with that that selection. Yeah, uh, Dan, two two people to talk about here: Wayne Parnell. Uh, and David Miller, um, like Markham did fine today. He did very important innings, get it. But it's Adrian Markham, a bit boring to talk about. Uh, but we should we should mention the drop, of course, in Aidan Markham's innings. Just, just just glaze over that. I reckon. We're 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 a pro we're we're a pro Coley show, mate. Now, so uh, so uh, okay, okay. So what that was the that was the turning point in the match. I don't think it was. And 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 this that's the beauty of, of this stuff, right? It, T20 cricket, and I'm literally making a, a, a whole thing around saying this at the moment. It's such a high variance game that you can go from being the best player, like the world is kind of kind of seeing in Kohli versus Pakistan, and how much you put in, to literally what happened today. Mm. I mean, cricket itself is ridiculously high variance. Yeah. <laughs> and T20 just puts that on steroids. It yeah. does, especially at this level. Uh, Wayne Parnell, he yeah. is, he's seemingly been around forever. And when he came back into this side, Dan, I was kind of scratching my head around, kind of, is this really the best person that South Africa can put out? Um, where, where, what should be my opinion on Wayne Parnell as a T20 bowler? Come on, this, Ross, you got to think for yourself, man. In this South, that South Africa one, I, I think he's decent uh, and and can can contribute in multiple phases, which is positive as well. Obviously, he's done well uh, up front here a little bit uh, with. Uh, Opening the bowling and then finishing off, finishing off later on, getting the wickets of of Sukum, Yadav, Kartik, and, mm. and uh, Ashwin. Um, I'm not. I know. I want to switch this conversation back to you, Ross. I'm going to say, Wayne Parnell, he bowled a maiden against Kale Rahul. <laughs> Mate, Kale Rahul is having a shocker of a tournament. And have you seen? We, we, I think the podcast has influenced the zeitgeist. That is what I think now, because the stuff that we've been saying on the podcast is now everywhere. Um, and there's a guy called Nish who keeps on um, tweeting us. Um, Nish, if you're listening, thank you for listening to the show, even though you absolutely hate me. Um, and it's purely <laughs> on the fact that he thinks that I, I have bullied. Kale Rahul and everything that I have said negatively about Kale Rahul is causing what is happening now to Kale Rahul. Obviously a ridiculous sentiment, but a sentiment nevertheless. Um, <laughs> and to, to that end, like, it's I know it's it's almost sad watching him fail. And I know how ridiculous, but it's like someone that you know is a supremely talented cricketer. Um, but well, it think... goes back to why we always get so frustrated, isn't it, Ross? Because mm-hmm. we yep. know how good he is. And 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 this is this is the piece, right? We get told for it, like every single time it's always somebody else's fault. But in this in this India lineup, in this position that Kel Rahul is in, he's only got himself in the, in this in this regard. There's no Anil Kumble to blame that I'm not hitting runs. There's no the Punjab King side isn't good enough, so I have to take my I have to value my wicket, etc. It's just not clicking for him at the moment, Dan, is it? And there's a there's bring back Pant was trending today. Well, he's um, going to have to come back anyway. Um, well, Dinesh Kartik's going to look, he's injured, isn't he? Yeah. 
Um, but could like could we see a couple of changes down into the into this lineup, or do you reckon Kale Rahul's there for the tournament? Well, I heard um, on the uh, commentary earlier that maybe he had a knock as well. So uh, yeah, uh, oh, okay. interesting. Yeah, a bit of a back problem fielding, wasn't it? I think. So so uh, if if that happened, I'd expect Cody to open mm-hmm. and to move to three, and uh, then I, I don't know what you do with with the. Akshar comes back in. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's kind of like a long. Open, a... open the batting booby. Yeah, and I asked, asked he got a strike at two hundred. Do, do, um, <laughs> do you see um, Boovy's bowled like thirty dot balls out of the forty two he'd bowled or something? Yeah, that's nonsense, isn't it? Yeah, very good. Like, uh, there was and people were saying people were genuinely saying India fans were genuinely saying Boovy shouldn't be in this India lineup. Before yeah, no, I had my doubts to be honest with you. Like, uh, as in terms of kind of yeah, if you want to use him as a power play specialist, then then fine. But don't expect him to to consistently produce good death death overs uh, output. Mm. Uh, and and you know we're, we're, the jury's still out on the death bowling, but power play bowling is still very good. The the other thing with with India as well is that they've got Booby and, and Shami, who in terms of sort sign of their phase usage, if you like, or phase deployment, uh, are are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. And it. Finding two two overs at the death to go with Arshdeep's two against high quality teams in the knockout stage of a tournament could be a bit of a problem for India. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. Then we're gonna, we can save that as a clip and we'll use that on Twitter and then Please say no, this this is what's going to come out of it. Um, when uh, when Shami successfully well, or Booby successfully defend three off a final over to win the final. Or I, I still I still find it amazing that Shami still looks exactly the same from when I first saw him play cricket, is what I see. He's looked yeah. old since he was 21. Yeah, like, I genuinely look at him. I'm just like, you could be any age. That, like, I, just, I could be watching a highlight from 2005, and it was just like, still the same Shami. Um, Killer Miller. It is the year of Killer Miller, then. Um, could we have predicted this? Like, this, this year has been phenomenal for him, from the IPL um, through to another great innings here. Like the guy is the guy's back in some style as well. Um, was it, is it fair to say that he was just going through a bit of a rough patch for eight years, or has he uh, has he always had this in the locker? Again, I think it's a bit in the middle of the two things really. Maybe yeah, a high variance hot streak this summer, mm-hmm. but or this year, I should say. But but let's face facts. He did he didn't he couldn't do it on a cold Tuesday night at Sophia Gardens in the hundred. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he you know, he, he didn't put up trees of Welsh fire actually. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I mean Welsh fire. They might as well have set fire to all the trees. Um, like they were atrocious cricket team. Um, but yeah, you're right. But again, here him and Mark batted well to, well together. Um, and this is the bit that I you can kind of see in the in this piece where if you only get 130 on the board. Like the other team has so much control when they mm-hmm. are chasing, um, and that the risk factor. I think you, you talked about it before, Randall. You just dial it right down, right? You can be like, Do you, know what? you have to get me out. I don't really have to play that many high risk shots. I can put away the bad ball because there will be bad balls because the ball stops swinging. Um, so yeah, bring it on. And they, they they did. I thought they it was a clinical performance from South Africa, which sometimes we, we, we miss out on. And it was people genuinely stepping up who South African fans have wanted to step up as well. Like Markram's a nearly man for South Africa, I think it feels like, and he did well today. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think also you look at in terms of clinicalness. I'm not so sure. I can't remember the score when when the big drop came that we're not allowed to discuss. But um, <laughs> I mean, that could have been the game changer. I think I'm pretty sure Miller was a lot earlier in his innings as well when that happened. Mm. You're getting stubs in a lot earlier with a long tail that could have easily changed things. And so what do you think around World Cup chances? I've I've coined them as they're going to win this World Cup. Is my my view on South, South Africa? Africa. Yeah, I said, said, said it. I said it in the last couple of shows, and I said they'd beat India. So Rostradamus, as Jack calls me. Mm. Um, Dan, where, where are you thinking? Are you, do you think they've got a got a chance here in this World Cup? Because this is a lottery World Cup. Yeah, it's a lottery World Cup. They've got chances because they've got good good pace uh, attack in conditions which seem to be very, very uh, friendly towards good paces. Mm-hmm. So so they've absolutely got a chance. Are they any better than maybe three other teams? I'm not so sure. No. I still make India favourites. 
Yeah, that's probably fair. And they've they've trounced the favourites today, mate. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. think I think South Africa got every chance of bottling the final. <laughs> you reckon they get there? Do you reckon they get there? Yeah. Uh, well, if it's it... not against Bangladesh, we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'm going to go and buy my Tigers jersey now. Uh, the only question I did have remaining around the South Africa lineup um, is around the role of Maharaj and Dan. Like in, in your in the teams that you create, like you're a, you're an Imran to here buyer, um, uh, as as we know. Um, would you pick Maharaj in this lineup over Shamsi, or do you see it as kind of a much of a muchness? Like, what is the difference? Because you've got an attacking leg spinner mm. versus kind of a more controlling finger spinner. Um, where, where where do you sit on the scale? Well, I think you have to treat them as two quite different players because you've got Maharaj who sort of adds a bit of stability to what is a very long tail. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that you're almost looking at bat plus ball output rather than just ball output, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. uh, and I think Shamsi can be pretty hard done by. I know a lot of people made it made a, a bit about his record against India not being the best over the last few years. But but even even so, um, yeah, I think Shamsi could probably be a bit frustrated that he didn't get the nod. Uh, and I think, that, yeah, Maharaj's a bit of extra batting depth was probably what sold it. I think if, if Shamsi could bat like Maharaj, then then he probably would have got picked. Fair. Um, right, Max, have you got any other talking points or shall I move on to some questions? No, no, uh, nothing, nothing more from me. So happy to to move on. So uh, VJ asked on our, from our Patreon saying uh, for a question for Dan, what's his opinion on South Africa making the semis now? Can he feel that he wins this? So I kind of preempted that one. So uh, VJ, thank you for that question, but uh, Dan's just given there. Um, Max, um, in hindsight, as uh, you've obviously been in Vegas, and maybe I'm not sure if you're aware of this, um, but do you believe the India Pakistan game was the best T20 international of all time? Oh, that's a question, isn't it? I mean, it was probably the... It's got to be up there with the best finish to a T20 game of all time. Whether it was the best game of all time, I, I'm not sure. Uh, but certainly, if you want carnage, and obviously we want carnage, that's exactly what we want, um, it fit that bill uh, perfectly. It was. It had a, a bit of everything at the end, didn't it? And it was a pretty spectacular throw away from Pakistan, as well as, you know, Kohli. Coleing, but I mean, oh, I just I can't I can't get over I can't get over how bad it was. Like that final that final like two overs, just <laughs> just oh my god! <laughs> I'm just I'm just seeing that I'm seeing that waist high no ball again in my head, and I'm having uh, I'm, I'm I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> uh, Jagan and Jugal both uh, pretty much ask who's going to win this tournament. Who who's going to be through to the. Uh, through to the next stages because um, I mean if, if it rains England are gone so uh, Dan if, if with weather included who do you think are going to be the four teams that make it through to the semi-final oh well, that's a question and, and, and before actually before you answer let's just go through the uh, Max you want to read out the, the table for the for yeah, yeah. so so group one um, is New Zealand top on five points they've played three one two and had one rained off um, then you've got England, Ireland, Australia, all on three points, all having uh, won one, lost one, and no result. Uh, England winning the net run rate chart, uh, charges, but obviously rain <laughs> forecast for their game against New Zealand on Tuesday, is it? So they're in a spot bother. And then Sri Lanka and Afghanistan are also in that group. Um, group two, South Africa, as we said, top, uh, played three, one, two, one, no result. India second on four points with one two wins and, and one loss. Same for Bangladesh, but I've got a far worse net run rate. And then uh, Zimbabwe, Pakistan, and Netherlands are again also there. Um, so Dan, with with that, well, what are we thinking? New Zealand through? Yeah. So you got one team there. That's all. All we're going to agree on. <laughs> Who, who's 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 coming? Who's, who's joining top of the league in Group Two? Oh. <laughs> If the weather forecast is bad on for England's game, that is a big problem. Because mm-hmm. that means that Australia would just need to beat Afghanistan and Ireland, I think, yes. to qualify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if there's no rain, England. If there's rain, Australia. Okay, fine. And then Group 2? South Africa, obviously, pretty much through. Uh, uh, In- India, surely. 
I, I think so. I think so. Although uh, you never can really tell uh, with the uh, you know, Pakistan could go out and, and smash a couple of teams. And there's can't write off those Tigers from Bangladesh either. <laughs> um, no, I think South Africa and India uh, okay. got that one sewn up. Fine. Uh, well, it'll be good. So the rain will uh, hopefully stay away. And um, there's a couple more games um, that are going to be played. Uh, well, there's only one game tomorrow. That is Australia versus Ireland. Um, I think that should be a pretty good game, actually. I think um, Ireland's new approach, uh, being quite aggressive, they don't really have like, the level of the, the level of uh, talent to sustain kind of a complete performance. I don't think, but they can't, you can't write them off. Um, I'm not sure what the weather's doing in that part of the world um, tomorrow. Um, Max, quick prediction: Australia yeah. or Ireland. Um, I mean, you have to be, you have to kind of back Australia, don't you? But I, I quite like Ireland, but they've done their upset now. Haven't they? They've beaten us, so um, well, they've so climbed their Everest. They've already yeah, done it, so they'll they'll collapse in a heap against Australia. I expect. Fine, and uh, and uh, Dan, out of this Irish team, who are the people that's really impressing you? Because they have they have shifted slightly, haven't they? Their, their approach has been slightly shifted. Not saying it's perfect, but yeah, um, they're playing better cricket. Yeah, so so I think most people are aware that Paul Sterling is probably the danger man with the bat. And I think that for them to have a chance against Australia tomorrow, he's going to need to uh, to have a world innings that he's occasionally capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been quite impressed with with Josh Little over the, the last year as well, um, the, the left-arm pacer as well. He looks, looks, looks a good player at uh, potentially a franchise level. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so, yeah, they're, they're the guys that, that, that stand out to me. Uh, I still think Australia will get the job done. Whilst whilst you guys were chatting, I just checked the weather forecast. Uh, sub ten percent chance of rain for Australia at home tomorrow, but for England, it's not a hundred, isn't it? A hundred percent. I think in the, in the in the chat, one of the one of my um, uh, Gerjot said uh, we should uh, Group A teams have to play cricket twenty twenty two for a result. Um, I suggested a stick cricket tournament. Um, Max, That's good, yeah. Uh, so Dan, how good are you at stick cricket? I reckon Max is unbelievably good at stick cricket. I used to be exceptional. Yeah, <laughs> I, haven't played for, I haven't played for a good couple of years, but I, I, I did used to be like, yeah, one of the one of the one of the you know, play at a high level. Yeah, for sure. Oh wow. Yeah, I'd imagine he was better than me. I, I when they started bringing in the spinners and stuff to that game, did, did I didn't swing levels. bowling. Oh, the swing bowling. Yeah, that was that. It, that took a while, didn't it, to get your head around? But yeah, um, yeah, once yeah. you got there, it was all right. Uh, and we've got one more question from S in our YouTube chat saying, what do you think of Afghanistan's chances? Um, they don't have any chance. <laughs> I, I would love to see Rashid Khan and Majid tie Australia up in knots uh, later on this week coming. But uh, I think that even if they did do that, they're going to have to... It's a shame though, isn't it? It's a shame. Yeah, it's, it's, not, like it's not their fault. To, had, no, it's not their fault. We've had well. two games yeah. rained off and... We quite like Afghanistan as a side. They're quite good fun. I do, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, well, thank you ever so much, Dan, for joining us. Uh, where can people find you? On Twitter, at SA Advantage. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having me back on, guys. It's uh, been, been great as always. Well, absolute pleasure. And uh, Max, welcome back um, from uh, Vegas. It's, it's nice thank to have you, you back. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you ever so much for listening and watching on YouTube. Uh, if you are, please uh, hit the like button and share with your friends and subscribe. Um, thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.